We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You're going to follow me on Twitter. And it's Wednesday, February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. And no, my wife did not sock me in the face, right? That, that's that's what people would think, right? It's Valentine's Day, right? I, I, I got into a pickleball accident over the weekend. But if you didn't already know, if you didn't see yesterday's show, uh, I went out yesterday for Valentine's Day with my wife. And uh, and what not not to dinner or anything to to buy a new sofa because my wife wanted a new sofa, and it must have been weird for to go into the furniture store on a Valentine's Day afternoon, and my wife is picking out you know looking at sofas. I'm just I'm I'm there with the credit card. That's pretty much my job. It doesn't 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 matter. So oh is it a sofa? Okay good. Let's see what the price is. Okay I I, I could I I could swing that. The salesperson must have thought like I completely screwed up. Valentine's Day, right? Wait, wake up in the morning. Ah, what did I, what did you get me? What did you get me? Ah, I forgot it's Valentine's Day. Bang, bang, right in the face, right in the face. And then it's like, well, now we're going out and getting a sofa. Now we're going out and getting a sofa. So I don't even know what what he was thinking. He he, he didn't care. We were buying a sofa. He gets a commission. He doesn't, he doesn't care about our personal lives. And do I care about your personal life? A little bit, maybe not much. Right, but we're going to be talking about your your personal bankroll when it comes to playing DFS. Good morning, Wataz, Suki Singh, Bart B, Defic. Hit those dummy thumbs. And as Daniel Hutchings says yesterday, you can hit him. Just don't don't hit him too hard. Don't hit him too hard. You don't want to disturb the the, the, the black eye. The swelling has gone down. It's it's it just looks bad. It lo- it looks like this. It'll eventually turn like like purple and then like blue and green and orange and yellow or whatever, and then eventually go away. Right. It'll get absorbed back into my body. Right. It's just basically just broken blood vessels. So so don't don't worry about me. You don't have to worry about me. Worry about your bankroll. Worry about your bankroll. I got a lot of questions in about, you know, how much bankroll do I need? Right. 
How much percent of my bankroll should I be playing? We, we've covered a lot of those topics the past couple of shows. So go back to those about the, you know, the Kelly criterion or the Kelly formula. Talked about the myths of the, the 80-20 kind of bankroll requirements. Then, you know, oh, for a slate play, 80% of cash and 20% in GPP. That type of nonsense. Uh, and, and what you really should be looking at when it comes to how much bankroll and what's your allocation that you could uh, 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 give out on a, on a slate, right? And what you're in, do you play cash? Do you play GPP? What the, you know, large field GPP, small field GPP, that it really comes down to what your edge is. And so many people don't talk about what, if they have an edge, right? Some people don't have an edge. And if you don't have an edge, no bankroll will save you. So if you got any questions about that, Feel free to type them in the YouTube chat. Give me those thummy thumbs. Hit the like and subscribe button. You can always email your questions in. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. If you want me to cover a topic on this show, remember, this is unstructured learning. So we're going to be skipping around here and there, right? I wait for some questions to pile up about certain topics, and then I start hitting those topics. But if you want a more structured, structured teaching environment, go get the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. I got two courses. Uh, the Fundamentals Masterclass is 15 hours, how to think like a professional DFS player. Then we got the second one, which is how to apply profitable DFS strategies for advanced players. And that comes with custom Excel tools as developed by James McCool. That's 10 chapters, six hours of audio and the Excel tools. Go pick that up. Theoryofdfs.com. But today, I think it's a lot, a lot of DFS. A lot, especially when, when you're finally taking it seriously. I don't think enough has been said about managing expectations. Okay. A lot of people get into DFS and they see the screenshots right on Twitter, right? They see, they see the pros. Oh, this, they seem to be doing well, not realizing, you know, what the swings in their play is. They see a big 50 K screenshot, but don't realize that, you know, 30, they, they weren't a $35,000 downswing. So it's not like it's all pure profit and what those downswings look like. And, what would be statistically probable or statistically more likely or normal, quote unquote normal, with a given edge, even with a given edge? Because people treat these, these things like black and white, like, oh, you have an edge, oh, a million percent edge, or you have no edge at all, zero percent. But most, most of the time, they're, they're small edges in general. DFS does not have the hugest of edges. It doesn't. The hugest edge you could find in DFS is, you know, playing a head-to-head against someone that just forgets to submit a lineup, I guess, right? That would be the biggest edge. Then you would have nearly 100% edge, assuming you submit a lineup. But since the edges are small, people people have overwhelmingly too optimistic expectations of how much money they should be making, what their ROI should be, how, how fast they could grow their bankroll, and what those downswings look like in addition to upswings. And obviously when you're playing cash games, for instance, cash games, since the edges are small, but the variance is low also is low, but it's not that low. People think in terms variance in terms of black and white, high variance, low variance. Oh, Oh, I I played head. I played double ups for a week and I lost five in a row. What am I doing wrong? Who says you're doing anything wrong? You're, you're mentioning something that is statistically probable. Statistically, do you, do you understand that it is statistically probable 
that even with an edge, you will lose in double ups five days in a row, like over over a given sample size. It's it's probable. It's not like it's not irregular. It's actually probable. Now, when it comes to GPPs, since those swings are much bigger, you could go a long time to get a significant enough sample size where your your ROI, your actual ROI reaches your true ROI is, is ridiculous. Cash games, it's much smaller, right? If you played 300 slates of like, let's say NBA DFS, it doesn't matter what sport it is, but let's say you played an entire season of NBA DFS, an entire season, and your win rate in double-ups, right? Not even your ROI, but your win rate in double-ups was 40%. You're probably doing something wrong. You're probably, you're, you are probably doing something wrong. But if you say, and your ROI is like minus 18% or something like that, you're probably doing something wrong. If your ROI in GPP is over that time, say if you played every slate and you played one GPP lineup or something in a large field GPP and your ROI was minus 18%, you could, you could still be the best player in the world. That is statistically probable over the course of a season in GPPs, especially because the payouts are so progressive. One way to represent this, I found this on the the value betting blog. You can make this in Excel, even though I I I don't. I was hoping to get uh, Nerdy Tenor on because he he does some uh, GPP bankroll simulations. Maybe if I could reach out, maybe maybe come on tomorrow. He's not around today. But here on this value betting blog, it's on ValueBettingBlog.com/slash/drawdown Monte Carlo simulation calculator for sports betting because right, it's hard to find anything but DFS-related. And I know there's all these little fancy terms and all these mathematical terms on here, but essentially, this is a way to run a Monte Carlo simulation, which we've talked about before, very simple simulation. If you knew your yield, your ROI, the number of units in your bankroll, your average bet size, your average weighted odds, and the number of bets that you were going to make, what would be your expected maximum drawdown or downswing? We're going to, in DFS, we typically call them downswings, not drawdowns. They're the same. It's, the terms are the same, right? So if the title for this episode probably is going to be downswing, I'll put that in for Steve. Downswing simulations or downswing reality or downswing simulations. Now that's good enough. If I put in, for instance, let's say in DFS, and this 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 is unrelated to Kelly, okay? So this is not you're not you know wagering an X percentage. It's just a unit, right? Because it's a sports betting term, right? So if we put in a hundred units, your bankroll is a hundred units, and you have a five percent ROI. Let's say we're, we're, we're talking about cash games primarily. So if you had a five percent ROI in let's say in double ups or 50-50s, or something like that. And you bet 1% of your bankroll, which is one unit out of 100, your average weighted odds would be 1.8, right? Because you have to account for the rake. So for every dollar, when you win, it's $1.80. So if your ROI was 5%, over 200 bet, let, let's, we want 200, that's a whole, let, let's do 100. Make, make the math a little bit easy. So let's say it's 100 slates, right? We're using this, it's a sports betting calculator. We're using it for DFS. So number of bets would be number of slates. 
that you play, let's say, a $25 double up or something, whatever double up it is, with 1% of your bankroll, right? You have a 100-unit bankroll, average bet size, a dollar, right? One unit. Yield 5%. Your ROI is 5%. Your odds, what you get back is 1.8 because you have to account for the rake, right? If we calculate this, it'll run It'll run a uh, simulation. And at a 5% ROI, obviously, your profit would be 5 bucks over 100, over 100 slates. If you bet 1%, one unit every time, not accounting for Kelly. So it's the same. It's, it's a fixed amount, $1 out of 100. Your win rate would be 58.3%, which would be profitable for DFS, right? You have to uh, over a 55% win rate to account for the rate. Obviously, your profit per slate would be $0.05, cents, right? 5% ROI on a dollar, on a unit. But what is what now with, with only 1% of your, your bankroll that you're wagering, your probability of a drawdown or a downswing that is greater than your bankroll is 0%. Right, because you're only 1%. One, you have a 5% edge, and you're only wagering 1% of your bankroll. Your risk of ruin, you're under Kelly, right? You're not even doing full Kelly. You're under that. So the likelihood of you going broke is pretty much zero. But what is your expected maximum drawdown? Your medium maximum drawdown. So the expected maximum drawdown is 929 now, since we're doing this based on DFS, so it's 100 bets, 100 slates, and you're betting a dollar out of 100 every single time, your expected downswing at some point, maximum, at some point is about nine, nine bucks. So that's nine slates. In, in order to get a drawdown for that, for nine, you'd have to lose nine bets in a row, nine slates in a row. That would be expected. With a 5% ROI, okay? And that could be showcased, the drawdown distribution of 1,000 sims right here. Your maximum drawdown, okay? Your maximum drawdown is unlikely to be three. It's more likely to be four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, then we get down to 11. On occasion, you, you, you lose 20 slates in a row. On occasion, not often. Right, so out of all of these instances, you see here on the screen, this is a distribution curve. A wide, a wide amount are between four and nine. Right, we add these all up and whatever. What, what's your expected median? Right, somewhere around five. Expected somewhere around nine. So if you were to play a hundred slates in cash games, you should expect. On average, during that 100-slate period, to lose somewhere between five and nine in a row, in a row, in a row. And this is with a 5% edge, which at a 58% win rate is, that's kind of what the edges are in, in double-ups. Let's, let's say you were a bit better of a player. Let's say you had a, let's say you had a 7% edge. Okay. Well, actually, let, let's say you had a 7% edge and you risk still 1% of your bankroll, one unit. So now you have a 7% edge over 100. Hit rate, your win rate is 59.4%, which is profitable. Your expected maximum drawdown is still what, eight? 
right? We go down to this this distribution over here, right? You go, you you'll get it now. It's it goes down. You get less nines, less eights, but more sevens, more sixes, more fives. So here, five to seven. That's like a week straight, right? Five to seven slates in a row with a seven percent edge. Let's say you have a ten percent edge. Let's say you know you're playing low stakes, right? Find a lot, a lot, a lot of people that are that are pretty bad. Let's say you have a ten percent edge, right? Sixty-one percent win rate, pretty good. Let's say you have a twelve percent edge. Okay, really low stakes, right? Sixty-two percent. We could go even further. Early on in my career, we're playing, you know, the the single the dollar, dollar two dollar head to heads and stuff like that. I was getting, you know, upwards of fifteen percent ROI on those contests. So 15% edge, betting 1% of your bankroll. Hit rate, 63.8%, which is very high. It's elite level, elite level. No one gets that unless it's really low stakes against really bad opponents. But even at that, even with a 15% edge, betting 1% of your bankroll, your expected maximum drawdown is six to seven, seven bucks, which is like, losing like six or seven days in a row. We look at the distribution right here. We see those nines. You don't get many nines or eights, sevens, sixes, but like right here in this meat, this meat area, three to six. So if you lose three days in a row, that's like not, that's, that's normal. You lose four days in a row at any point of in a hundred. That's normal. Five in a row. That's like likely. That's likely. It's likely. Six, that's not out of the blue. Like within one standard deviation, like you could, like losing a week in a row, seven straight days is within one standard deviation of the median. Okay. You're a 15% ROI cash player, 15% over a large sample size, right? You have it in Roto Tracker. You've been playing for years, hundreds, if not thousands of slates. Like I have a 15% ROI and these double. I'm elite, 63% win rate. Over a hundred, over the course of a hundred slates, like three, three and a half months, it is statistically probable that you will lose close to a week straight at some point. At some point. So this is what I talk about when it comes to managing expectations. It doesn't tell you when that out of the hundred, it could be the first seven slates. It could be the last seven slates. Somewhere in the middle. Sometimes your maximum will only be four. Sometimes it'll be six. Sometimes the outliers, maybe 11, 10, 11, 12. Very rare to have like 17, 16, 15, 14. But like if you if you lost like 10 in a row, yeah, that, that only happens like maybe what it looks like here, maybe maybe 5% of the time. That's not like out. That's like out of the blue, at normal. And this is after 100 slates, you're still showing a profit. With this calculator, we're still saying that at, after 100 slates, you will have 15 bucks in profit, betting one out of 100. And at some point throughout the course of that 100 slates, you will lose four, five, six, seven in a row. With that edge, an edge that that most people don't have, right? Um, this is a little bit unrealistic. 
Now, let's say you have this big of an edge, but now you're not betting 1% of your bankroll. Let's say you're betting 5%. So you're betting five units out of 100. Okay? So let's calculate this. What's the expected maximum drawdown? 33, right? Which is five times, which is, I mean, it's it's essentially the same thing, right? It's just, you multiply that by five. So it's quite possible that at some point in this hundred slates, you lose lose a third of your bankroll. You're you're still on your way. You're going to make $75, right? You bet five out of a hundred. But at some point, right? At some point, you're going to lose 15, 21, 26 divided by five, like five slates in a row. Some point you're going to, even with a 15% edge, you're going to lose four or five slates in a row. It's it's probable. It's not like, oh, you, you may. It's actually expected. It is expected to happen. So if that happens to you, that's what am I doing wrong? You'll be doing absolutely and unequivocally nothing wrong. Now let's let's go back to the instance of a little bit more realistic. You only have a 5% edge. You only have a 5% edge in double ups or 50-50s or head-to-heads. Right? We already calculated that your expected downswing, expected with a, only a 5% edge, 58% win rate, is eight or nine, eight or nine slates in a row. Because that's the only way you can have a downswing like that, right? You lose because we're, we're we're saying it's a hundred slates. In 100 days. Obviously, if you play two slates on a day, then that counts for two. But let's say you played just one slate a day. It's expected for you if you lost nine in a row out of 100 in the course of 100. And after the 100, you still have your 5% ROI. You're still profitable. At some point during that 100, it is expected for you to lose nine, nine, nine slates in a row. It's expected. Right. It's more likely that it's going to be somewhere in the five to seven, five to somewhere between four and nine, something as your maximum downswing. Imagine if you were betting 5% of your bankroll. Right. It's expected that during that course, you would lose 46% of your bankroll. On the way to winning 25 bucks, on, on the way of being profitable. Right. We see it right here maximum drawdown distribution. We could see here, we could also say what the probability of the maximum drawdown is larger than your bankroll. Because remember, we're not doing Kelly with this. So if you only have a 5% ROI and you're betting 1% of your bankroll, although your expected maximum drawdown is nine, the probability of your maximum drawdown being greater than X, greater than your bankroll units, is 0%. Your risk of ruin is still zero. But once you up that up, once you put that up to like 5%, you know, you're betting 5% of your bankroll with the same 5% ROI, the probability of your maximum drawdown being over 100 units, 100%, is only 0.8%, right? Even though your expected maximum drawdown is like 46, 46 units out of five, I mean, still, you're talking about eight, eight days in a row. The likelihood of you going broke is still like less than 1%. Now, once we up that up to like 10, 10%, 10 units of 100, 
we see here that your probability of your maximum drawdown being larger than X, larger than 100 units, is 27%. So if you bet 10, 10 bucks out of 100 on 100 on 100 slates in a row, you should expect at some point to lose like nine slates in a row. And nine times 10 is like 90% like of your bankroll. Doesn't mean you're going to go broke, but 27% of the time you do. Now let's say you up it up to 20% of your bankroll. 20 units out of 100 with only a 5% ROI. Okay, which is which is normal. 58% is that's, you have to manage expectations. That would be normal. We calculate that. Your probability of your maximum drawdown being larger than 100 is 83%. Your likelihood of going broke, you're actually more, it's 70% of the time you don't go broke. 20% of your bankroll with a 5% ROI. Obviously, you up this to 50% ROI. Probably up going broke goes down to 60%, which is still ridiculous. Yeah, but I have a 15% edge. So I'm going to bet 20% of my bankroll. Yeah, you go broke 60% of the time. So you see here, with small edges and high variance, you shouldn't be placing, you know, even like 3%, 4% of your bankroll, 5% in this scenario. If 5%, you still have a risk of ruin, 1.7%. So with a 5% edge, like if you're if you're you're allocating 4% of more than 4% of your bankroll, there's going to be some risk of, of ruin. And as your ROI goes up, the more the more that you can risk because your edge is greater. I mean, that's the concept of Kelly. The bigger your edge, the more willing you should, the more percent that you're willing to risk. And that calculation of Kelly will give you the exact amount that it's unlikely that you go broke by constantly doing that. Obviously, in, in DFS, edges aren't as defined. We talked about that before. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But these drawdowns or downswings, so many people. Oh, I I've been losing. I I I I did so well, and then I lost. You know, five days in a row. Do I have to change my process? It's like you're you're describing something that is statistically probable. 
Like, do you have an 80%? Yeah, if you had an 80, let's say you had an 80% edge, right? Same thing. You're betting, you know, one, one, dot, one out of 100 with an 80% edge in double ups or cash games or whatever, right? You're expecting, I mean, you're, 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 it breaks, the, it breaks the, the calculator. Let's say, how about if you had a 50% edge, right? Your expected maximum drawdown is like two. Like if you lost more than two slates in a row, that would be that that would be less probable. We go down to the maximum drawdown distribute. Right. You'd like almost rarely ever lose seven slates in a row or six slates in a row or five slates in a row. Four would be kind of weird. Two or three, right. One, two or three would be like, if you lost more than three in a row, then maybe you're doing something wrong. But that's with a 50% edge. We don't get those edges in DFS. Right, but people treat it like that. They treat it even if you had like a 30% edge. Your expected maximum drawdown is four. Four slates in a row. We look at the distribution right here. And having like five or six isn't like out of the question. And this is with a 30% edge. Edges aren't that big. I wish we had 30% edges. We don't. We're thinking more in the five to 10% range. If less, maybe some some at two or 3%. Imagine having a 2% edge, right? You're expected maximum drawdown 10. You lose 10 days in a row, 10 slates in a row or whatever. 1% of your, your bankroll. Your likelihood of going broke is still pretty much zero. And you'll make your $2. Like this is not, this is not like over a hundred. Once you get to the hundredth slate, you're still up. And during that period of 100, it is statistically probable that you will lose 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, somewhere in that range of days in a row with a 2% edge. It is statistically probable. This is what I talk about when it comes to managing expectations. And this is for cash games. This is for DFS cash games. This is for like head-to-heads. Imagine GPPs. I play, I play a couple of lineups in GPPs every day. And one in the large field GPP. And I lose money 85% of the time. I'm like, what you're describing is statistically probable. You're not doing anything wrong. But all your money will come at once. You will lose, 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 lose. Maybe make a little here. Lose, 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 lose. Until you win a lot at once. And that's where all the profit comes from. So you can't get to that point without losing a lot. Oh, I've lost 26 slates in a row. I've I've lost pro, I've not profited 26 slates in a row. I'm like, okay, that's what what's welcome to DFS. That's what I say. Well, welcome to DFS. Oh, I thought I'm doing something wrong. No, you're not doing anything wrong. You could now you could be doing something wrong. You also could be the greatest player to ever play DFS. The greatest player ever to play DFS probably has a, a streak in GPPs of losing two months in a row. And when they win, it may not even be first place. It's like, oh, okay, I made, I made 2X on my 100 entries or something. Same thing in cash games. The greatest cash game DFS player in the world. With only like a 5 to 10% edge. It's statistically probable to lose for a week straight. At some point. Over 100 slates. 
That's why a lot of the questions that come in, you know, that I had that I've had via DM over the years and, and recently in my inbox, which you could email in questions at theoryofdfs.com. When people say, like, how much bankroll do I need? Whatever you think you need, quadruple it. Ten times it. It obviously depends on what you're playing and what your edge is. But a lot of it is, oh, I, I, I did I did well six months ago, and now for the past two months, it seems like like I lose I lose more often than I win. I'm like, welcome to DFS. Like what you're describing something that is statistically probable. Then we have the crazy people. They come into DFS and think that, like, okay, how do I win a win a GPP every day? I'm like, you're you're nuts. Well, I see you people winning every day. You people, and you see one person winning every day? No. See Squirrel Patrol on top, winning first place. You don't see the the next three four weeks where they're losing almost every day, and then winning again. You know. Goes bang down, da, 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 bang down, da, 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 spike down, and the spikes are bigger than the downswings. And by the end of the year, they have a nice profit. That's GPP play, but even in cash game play, you know it's going to be it's not going to you're not going to be as swingy, but you'll have periods where, over the course of a month, you lose you know, 22 out of 30 slates. Won't happen that often. But it's not unlikely. It's not unlikely. It's not something that, oh my God, I'm doing something absolutely wrong. Got to change everything what I'm doing. Now it's possible. It's possible you are playing bad. But simply from looking at the results over that short time frame, with only a 5% edge, which is, you know, kind of what you're looking at when it comes to cash games, there's going to be a lot of variance. Defic asks, let's say you have a significant edge in the $1 mini maxes. Would maxing out with 150 lineups to say only playing 50 result in less variance? That's that's a that's that's an interpends type of question. The variance in 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 a in a large field GPP is humongous. So the more entries you put in, the more variance you'll have. The more, because each individual lineup has its own variance. So every time you put in $1, it's like, okay, I have a 30% ROI here. But the variance is, is absurd on each $1 thing. Now, if you're using some type of portfolio strategy where you're being much more diversified, that could reduce the variance, although it'll also reduce your ROI. The number of entries you play in a contest does not matter. That's the key point in that question. Should I play X? No, there's no, there's no, there's no correct answer to that question. It does not matter. Every lineup has its own expected value. Whether you play one or whether you play five, whether you play 10, whether you play one fifth, from an ROI perspective, it means nothing. Should I play 150 or should I play 50? Said, so, well, if if you have an edge, why wouldn't you want to play 150? The only reason you wouldn't is because. That means you're playing more of your bankroll and in large field GPPs and top heavy GPPs, the variance is insane. If you had a $10 billion bankroll, yeah, play $151 lineups. You're, 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 you're like never going to go broke. Then, then the answer would be to probably play on, if you have a 30% edge, 
You can play 150 bucks with $10 billion bankroll and never go broke. Right? That would be fine. You say you have a $1,000 bankroll. It's like your risk of ruin is, it's almost, it's almost inevitable. Even with that edge, it's the same edge. It's the same edge. It's just a matter of what, what are the drawdowns? What are the, what are the expected drawdowns, expected downswings based on the format that you're playing, the payout structure? When it comes to large field GPPs, the variance, I, I have to reiterate it over and over again. The variance is huge. I mean, whatever you think of as a lot of variance, multiply it by the amount of sand, the specks of sand there is in the Sahara Desert. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I have to do in order for you to think in such large numbers. That is unfathomable. Okay. Now I'm, I'm taking it to the extreme. It's probably not that extreme, but whatever you're thinking of, you're severely, I mean, you're so severely reducing what you think the variance is in DFS, in GPPs, okay? So whatever you think, you go, oh, high variance is X. Multiply that by about 10,000, and then then you get the true answer, okay? So when you're like, okay, well, I'm good at the $1 minimaxes. I'm going to play 150 lineups uh, in it. Uh, how? What percentage of my bankroll would I need to play in order to my risk of ruin to be zero? I was like, you probably need a $3 million bankroll. And you go, to play $150 a day with a 0% risk of ruin? Yes! If we're a 0% risk of ruin. Now, do you have to have a 0%? No. I don't mind having a 5% risk of ruin. It's all dependent on what, what you're willing to risk. I point this out all the time because, like, to me, this is an absurdly important concept to playing well. And it's not playing well. It's like, how do I build lineups playing well? But it's your the macro of how you play DFS in general. You know how many people are in the Roto-Grinders Discord that, you know, oh, they, they do well for, like, a couple of days in a row or a week in a row. And whatever they used... This guy's sneakers on Wednesdays light up or some, 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 something that doesn't matter. And somehow, like in the past four days, I, I made a little tweak and I did well all four days. And then they just continue to do that. And then over the next two months, they're like, why am I down 80%? This worked in the beginning, but now it doesn't. What am I doing wrong? It's like, well, probably what you were doing in the beginning didn't matter either. <laughs> probably didn't matter, right? Just you had a four-day sample of, you know, over-expectation of, of ROI. Maybe you were playing well, maybe you weren't. Who knows? But what are you gaining from a four-day sample? And then some people do the other way. Past four days, I did X, and now that didn't work, so I'm not going to, I'm going to try something else now. Then every week, they change their process and change this. and change, Maybe I should look at that. Maybe I should look at this. Maybe I should, maybe, maybe I should play these contests. Maybe I should play those contests. Maybe I should, they keep on going, not realizing that, you're trying to make sense of patterns of, of random distributions. There are no patterns. They're, the pattern doesn't exist. It's like, well, I did this thing in four days, four days in a row. I did well. I said, okay, come back to me when you did it and you did the same thing and you did well 400 days in a row. You're like, I can't expect to do well 400 days in a row. I go, exactly. Exactly. So what does four days mean? Four days means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. It could mean something, but you'd never know. 
Maybe you're doing something wrong and you just got lucky. Maybe you're playing negative EV lineups. And just because you're playing negative EV lineups doesn't mean they don't profit. Over the long run, you play, you know, 4 million slates. Yeah, you're going to lose money. Inevitably. But there are going to be periods during that 4 million slate period where you win, win $100,000. By the end of it, you're down money. Same way with this, with the 5% edge, right? 5% edge in cash games or whatever, your expected maximum drawdown is 10 in a row. 10 in a row. Expected. 10 in a row for you to lose. And if you don't, that's an aberration. If you if you, if you had a 5% ROI, you played 100 slates, and at some point you did not lose six, seven, eight in a row, that is the aberration. That you're you're running good. You're actually running good. If you're like, hey, I played 100 slates and I lost no more than like two or three in a row. I'd be like, wow, you're really running good. But people are acting like that is the norm. Like, no, this is the norm. This is the norm. Statistically probable. You go, what does that have to do with playing with DFS well? So, well, psychologically, it has to do with playing DFS well. So you're not, so I've done well in, in X something for seven years. I'm like, oh, in the past three weeks, I've done poorly. That means I need to change everything. Like, no, you have a large sample size of playing well. Unless something has changed, right? Unless they've completely changed payout structures or that the opponents have gotten absurdly better or absurdly worse or completely different. Most likely, it's just a short period of time where there's variance, and that's it. One of the toughest things in DFS is determining, are you playing well or running bad? Playing bad or running bad? Playing well or running good? People think that psychologically, they do, they do when, it's, when they're running good, it's because they're skillful, and when they're running bad, it's because they're unlucky. But it could be the other way around. You could, you could be doing really well because you're getting lucky, and then actually playing well and running bad. It could work out that way also. And in very small sample sizes, it's absurd. It, it can't, it's nearly impossible to tell if you do it, tell which one it is. But your expectation shouldn't be, oh, when I do well, it's because of skill. And when I do bad, it's because of bad luck or I'm doing something wrong. So if you have any, have any questions about drawdowns or downswings, simulating them. And I'm only doing this for the, this, I'm discussing this for cash games, which is the lowest variance of D, in DFS. And I'm telling you that with a 5% edge, for you to lose a week and a half in a row is statistically probable. So now once you put GPPs, which are absurdly higher variance than cash games, imagine playing 150 lineups and losing three months in a row. Like losing, not profiting three months in a row. And you go, wow, you must be a bad player. It's like, no, that would be statistically probable. It would be statistically probable. So if you're in the middle of a downswing, and you're like, oh, three weeks, I haven't made, I haven't cashed, I haven't profited in GPP on my lineups. Welcome to DFS. That's what my response is. You email that in, questions at theoryofdfs.com. Know what I'll say? Welcome to DFS. What do you mean, welcome to DFS? You're describing something that is statistically probable. 
Well, really? Yes, that should be your expectation. You're going to go on absurd downswings, especially in GPPs. You're going to. It's not like, oh, you may. You are going to. Cash games. I lost a week and a half in a row. I'm like, okay, welcome to DFS. I'm playing the optimal lineup based on my projections and blah, 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 and I lost nine days in a row. Cry me a river. Is water wet? Does the sun come up? You're describing something that is statistically probable. So stop crying. Keep on playing. Come back to me when you lost 26 slates in a row. Okay, that's not statistically probable. Maybe you're doing something wrong. Maybe you're more, much more likely to be doing something wrong. Same thing if you win 26 in a row. Most likely that's luck. Or, or you found something that no one else has found, and I would like to hear about it. When we're talking about winning 10 in a row or losing 10 in a row with a 5% edge. I mean, what? What, what, what am I supposed to say? Like, welcome to DFS. That's you're describing something that is that is normal. It's absolutely normal. You know what's absolutely normal also? Give me those thummy thumbs. Give me those thummy thumbs. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got a got an NBA slate later today. Grinders live. Crunch time. We got PGA. PGAs. We got PGA stuff, right? College basketball. Champions League soccer. That's this afternoon. We got projections for that. Got MMA over the weekend, right? I won't be here on Friday, though, right? Because the All-Star break. We're taking off. Programming note. We're taking off for the All-Star break. So last show. We're going to have a show tomorrow, right? This show tomorrow, and then be off till next Thursday, right? The entire All-Star. What am I supposed to do for the All-Star break? People, people, if they're, they're not typically playing daily sports, a lot of times the, the viewership goes down. I don't want to have, I don't have, you know, producer Steve, right? He wants to, he wants to sleep in, wants to sleep in, doesn't want to wake up for my, for my garbage up here, right? My yelling at people. Let, let him have seven days of not having to wake up in a row. <laughs> that's statistically probable. Let it like because of the NBA Ultra break, it is statistically probable. So let him do that. So get your questions in. I want I want to kind of close shop on on the bankroll management ish type of uh, type of questions uh, for tomorrow. So if you got anything about bankroll stuff, email them in questions at theoryofdfs.com. Because once we come back, I'm going to start going through some questions and bolting them together about another topic. Well, eventually, obviously, if you have bankroll questions past then, feel free to send them in. I just may not hit them again for a couple of weeks. I don't know, whenever more come in. So if you got anything, email them in. James McGuire says you guys are already sleeping. Yeah, sleeping. I mean, I wake up at like 10 in the morning. That's normal. That to me, I don't go to sleep till one or two in the in the morning. So, uh, so yeah, so hit the thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button, hit everything you want on the YouTube channel. I'll be back tomorrow answering your DFS strategy questions like I always do here on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.